Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Today's guest, Ishkar Holloway, aka Cameo, college referee, stops in. We talk hoops, life. Let's dive right in with Cameo. All right, Ishkar Holloway, welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals, man, aka Cameo. What's going on, my brother? Not too much, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, bro. <laughs> How you been? You How have you been? Oh my god! I don't know. It's been a minute. Oh my god! I mean, I don't even know. Over <laughs> ten years. It right? Probably longer. I'm. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> all right. So for all my listeners out there, for all the people out in the podcast world, uh, we doing big things. We talking to Ishkar Holloway today, aka Cameo. Uh, Cameo is a legend out here in the streets of San Diego playing basketball. Oh, um, Lord. Don't, don't let him lie to you guys. Don't oh, you guys. come on now. Give me <laughs> a glimpse of basketball in your life. How about that? In my life, it's everything. It's what I, you know, what I wanted to do growing up. And I just continued that dream. So, for me, it just started off as, being a little kid, playing sports all the time, baseball, football, basketball. And basketball just kind of stick out because I could always play by myself. I didn't always have friends to play with or it was cold, rainy, whatever. And I could just go out there, play, practice, have fun. And it just got into me. And it's just been into me since then. So um, I wasn't able to play on the next level, unfortunately, which I tried many times. However, I wanted to stay connected to the game. Um because I loved it, and I just wanted other people to love it as much as I do. So now I officiate basketball. I'm actually a, a pretty good official. So that's how I got started, and it's still in me, and it's never going anywhere. <laughs> All right, right on. So let me ask you this, okay, because I remember being on your team, blessed to play mm-hmm. next to you, and watching, okay. you, Thank you. watching you play and watching you practice – made myself and I know it made my one of my best friends, uh, Victor Ramos, wanna practice harder. Hey. Yay, shout out to V. <laughs> but it, it made us want to practice and be as good as you were. You were one of the top guards we played with. I mean we went we went to a gym where there was a lot of epic names that came out of there. My brother came out of there, True. Jerome Green True. Um, True. your boy uh, uh, Richard Hardwick. Uh, Richard Hardwick. Uh, who? Who else? Uh, Marco uh, Alvarez. Yeah, Alvarez. Uh, Marco Alvarez. Your, your other boy. Who's your, your other boy? Um, that went to uh, Ricky Nation. I mean, th- there was a lot of talent oh, yeah. out of the South Bay. A lot yeah. of big talent. Yeah. In in the mid to late nineties, coming out of the South Bay, but one thing that stood out to me, watching you, was how graceful you were with the ball, especially with the hesitation. Your hezies were just, they were they were amazing, man. They were, it's it's you could teach that stuff, and it takes a long time to learn that. But it seemed uh-huh. like to me, it, it just seemed more easier for you. It's almost like watching somebody that just had a lot of rhythm dancing. It, it, did that just come natural to you? It did, and a lot of people get that move confused. They think it's a it's a body movement move, but with me, I always just wanted to use my eyes. So I yes. used my eyes on my hesitation more than anything else. And with that, it was, I mean, 
it was to me it was the most simple move. If I could get my guy to freeze, if I could get him to do anything just off of hesitation, then I could do anything I want, anything in the world. And it was just a move that I always perfect, wanted to perfect, I tried to perfect, and I want to teach everybody else. So yeah, I understand what you're saying, and it's still one of the most devastating moves in basketball. Now the step back has come, has become probably the. <laughs> the new wave, which is pretty unstoppable if you get it down right, but the hesitation is still a top move on any level of basketball. Absolutely. I mean, me watching you, and I, w- I would do hezzies, and and I knew, I would say I was okay. I would, I would never say I was great. But No, don't say, don't, okay. <laughs> but learning from Jordan Lolly and from another good friend of mine, uh, Ryan Rizuki out here, they're both NBA skill trainers, the first nice. thing off the bat, especially with my son and my group of boys that I coach, they teach just what you said. It's all about the eyes. It's all about the head shifting yep. and the eye sailing. And now it like, I don't know, maybe as I got older and then as a coach and then once they they were like preaching that, I it like clicked. And it's like when I teach it in practice now or to skill trainings, I do the same thing. I'm like, head's got to shift. Eyes got to, you got to sell it. This is the way you sell it. And I'm yeah. like, why was I so ignorant as a high school student not to do that? <laughs> Makes me mad. No, I, I mean, even though I was good at it, I still wasn't perfect at it. You know what I mean? So it, it, it didn't matter. I didn't know all the rules. I just knew that that move worked for me. And what really, what I really used, liked it for was passing. So it would give me an extra second to make a really good pass. So there's just a lot of things you can do off of that move that is just unbelievable, and it takes a lot of practice, but anybody can master it. Anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Okay. I hear that. I hear that. Now, tell me this. I remember hearing from all of our coaches that we played with that Mm -hmm. San Diego State wanted you. Now, back then, San Diego State was not a big-time school, but it still was a D1 and, they were. and I know that the grades hindered you. I know that. They did. And yes. Can can you give a piece of advice to our listeners, whether they're in high school or college, about that and what they should do? The San Diego State recruitment, they came to watch me play, which is true, but they didn't officially offer me anything. Um, I, I, yeah, they can't. Yes, I would say yes. Yes. Um, the grades is the most important thing, and I know the kids hear it over and over, and they're sick of it. But yeah. they they really need to understand the importance of being a student athlete, and it goes hand in hand. You really want to set yourself up in life for the future, like how we're doing this podcast. We never thought, saw ourselves doing this. We were just playing for the love of the game. Right. And unfortunately, I wasn't focusing on the books as much as I should have. Should have. I was you know, playing basketball. I really, I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't doing anything except playing basketball. So that's what I did all day. If I ditched school, <laughs> I was hooping, okay? Um, so it, it really goes hand in hand. And you just really want to drain that into the kids, drill it as much as you can, even more than any move they're going to learn on the floor, anything, any play you can teach them, the importance of getting your education. Um, with that education, I believe I would have went to San Diego State, and who knows, you know, from there. So it's all about options, and we want to create the most we can, and we do that through education. Absolutely. Now, now you you playing, you were also a great defender. What are three pillars you think? That's your expertise. 
Exactly. That's your expertise right there, not mine. You know not what? Not mine. That's not mine. <laughs> Thank you. I just wanted to play hard. I didn't want my guy to score, but the defensive genius was you, okay? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that because I remember you and Victor getting off in my butt about you better lock up right now. I mean, you hey, guys were more of a, an offensive threat. Yes. Go ahead. I mean, it all starts with defense, and we knew that. I mean, you were the best defender on the team. We had six, we had the biggest team I could ever remember. Six eight, six seven, yes, uh, six four. All these guys, Charlie, <laughs> all these Jacob, guys, and Jason, they were huge. Jacob, yes. Oh my God, and we. I, I mean, it was everybody knew you were just the best defender on the team, and we just followed your lead defensively. If you were out there causing havoc, getting turned up. Turnovers, we were unbeatable. Point blank period. Yeah, thank you so much. That that's a true honor hearing that from you. Um, it's funny because my son, the kid is a, okay. a a great shooter. The kid the kid can shoot the ball. The kid's got a phenomenal IQ. He can he can pass the rock left right. Uh, no looks, hey. both hands. It's nasty. Hey. But he got no love for D man, and I'm just like. I'm like, I look at him and I always preach Dean. I'm screaming at him about preaching the Dean. I'm like, I was a great defender. And then I go to sleep at night and I'm like, was I too hard on him? Was I not a good defender? Maybe I thought I was a good hmm. defender, but I wasn't a good defender. No, you were a great defender. Um, How do you and I can't, now that? I can't say something that is born or something because you had it. And and <laughs> my man is just opposite. He wants to shoot and not play D. Um, hmm. I would write him hard then. If he doesn't want to listen, well, then what am I going to do? Am I going to give in? Am I just going to not? No, I'm just going to keep preaching the same message I've been preaching harder and harder. Um, but with love, I don't want to, you know, push him away. But I do want him to understand the importance of defense. This isn't a one-sided game. What kind of what kind of stuff is this, man? Come on, come on, Dre. Come I on, Dre. But how many how many players are playing one-sided games right now? Draymond Green, Everybody. an amazing defender. Draymond doesn't doesn't really doesn't really score the rock. James Harden loves to score the rock, plays absolutely no D. And that's why they'll never win a championship. So you let them know if they want to win, you will play defense. The Warriors, yeah, they got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and all these guys, but they win with defense. Their defensive numbers are off the charts. They're always in the top five of defensive numbers. So with that said, oh, you want to play basketball, you want to shoot, do you want to win? then you have to D up, baby. There's no other option. We can't sugarcoat it. We can't shoot our way out of this. We're going to D up, period. Okay, I understand. So what are the three pillars <laughs> you think a ball player needs to have in order to be successful at this game? Work ethic, coachable, and give me talent. Give me talent. Give me, <laughs> give me athleticism. <laughs> yes, I'll take it. I, I mean, there's no substitute for that stuff. But if the kid is coachable and he's hardworking, give me that all day. I'll take that. Okay. Those okay. are my three. What are your three? Uh, my three definitely coachable. You got to be coachable. You got you got to take yes. The, you got to take the good and the bad. You have to be able to take Correct. the good and the bad, and you have to take the bad and. You may not like what they're going to say, you know, and they're not going to sugar. I don't like sugarcoating. I, I was no, never sugarcoated as a child. I mean, please so, don't. So for me, you got you got to accept it. You got to embrace what they said, 
and learn from it. That's number one. You got to be coachable. Number two, I love defense. You got to be you got to be able to to play 94 feet, and you got to be able to defend 94 feet. That's just what I believe. I want to okay. play 94 now, feet. Pick your man up, you know, at baseline and play him 94 feet. Why are you scared? Okay, but do you think that'll take away from your offense? 94 feet is tough. I understand this, Cameo. Number three, mm-hmm. you have to be conditioned. Ooh, okay. okay. I remember us is. playing, and I remember, and this is this is me being all my cards on the table. I was not a better basketball player than you. I wasn't a better basketball player than Victor. I was not a better basketball player than Charlie. Um a lot of you maybe. guys, a lot, but a lot of you guys just had maybe more raw talent than I had. But what I did do on my own all the time was condition. I was running stairs, I was running miles, I was running telephone to pole to telephone pole. So maybe at that point where you guys said I was a good defender was because of my conditioning. And I think I think you're right. I mean, look at it now. You're still ripped, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm serious. I want to get your diet plan, your workout plan, something. Get me right, man. Jeez. I, and I'm serious about that. But um, I just remember our conditioning was really tough. And you would always win the races. We would run up the hills, around the hills, around the mountain, back around to the football track. And I'm like, who's, who's already here? Because I'm thinking I'm doing good. Andre's over here already. I'm like, oh, my God. How is he doing this? So I, I do I do like the conditioning part. You you gotta be able to put in that work ethic on that. I know I know no one likes it. No one wants to do that. No, man. nobody likes to run. That's the worst thing in the world to sit up there and just run. To me it is. I hate it. But think about it. <laughs> There's three minutes left in the game and you're in second and third gear because you're tired and you're dying and I'm in fifth gear. Who's gonna win the race? You are, and that's real too, because you feel it. There's time you you know you're in the fourth quarter like jeez I'm tired I hope this other guy is tired yeah so yes you're right correct so I do like that part of the game um, one thing I want to ask you is now now you're a referee you ref yes. you ref college ball how is that yes it's tough oh my god it's tough Andre there are so many rules and um, that you have to know and you have to know them instantly and. Each level of basketball has different rules, so I'm repping three different levels right now. So, with that being said, uh, college is a lot faster, and you can let them play through some things, which makes for a better game for me anyways. I I enjoy the college game a lot more because these guys are, you know, grown men. They can handle a little contact. There's above-the-rim play. Um, There's coaching. There's actual dialogue with players that I can actually learn from on, on the college level. Right. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. And I'm so glad I got into it, and I wouldn't change anything. I, I'm just going to keep learning, keep going, and getting better and better. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm ecstatic, ecstatic about it. I just love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, that's awesome. Now, let me ask you this. Do you ever trash talk to the players? I do. Call? I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, hey, give, you gotta you, give me your best I'm story. Gonna, you gotta give me your best story. Okay. I'm gonna. Okay, I'll just tell you the worst, and I'm sorry to say this. A and you moms are the absolute worst. They come to the game at eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, 
for fifth grade girls game to yell at officials. It is unbelievable. So, <laughs> with that being said, I was working a tournament, and um, I'm, I was the lead on the play, so that means I was on the end line, uh, and my partner was up top. He was the trail. We were working a two-man game, and there was a last-second shot, and a kid might have gotten fouled on the three-pointer. And as an official, I'm not I'm not trained to look outside of my area of responsibility to, responsibilities unless it's something crucial. And my partner might have missed a foul. And their fans ran on the field, ran on the court, they like attacked the officials and it was just it was just out of control. I had to get them away from my partner, throw all the parents out. We continued the game, but it was just uh, out of control. Out of control. Don't tell me you're like that as a don't tell me you're like that as a coach, Andre. No, Please don't. but I have parents that Please do that. Don't. It's great. No, 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 I don't because guess what? <laughs> I, this is did see. So I didn't do college. I wish I would have coached college. That's that's an amazing accomplishment. But I went from a ball player. I went from coaching rec, coaching high school, and then okay. becoming a coach. Or now, I mean, I'm sorry. Went from I said that wrong. I went from playing basketball to refereeing youth basketball through the rec- recreation at Chula Vista, then okay. refing high school, and then having okay. my own son and daughter, and now I coach them. So I only got to high school coaching. So for me, I, I well. know all both ends. I mean, I got parents, they come up to me, they literally come to my bench <laughs> screaming at me, can you tell the ref to look for this, or I can't believe you didn't say anything on this. And I just look at them and I just tell them to get away, stop. Right, please. Because I've please. been there. Just focus I, on the kids. I told them, I go, the give, your son's going to be in a hundred other plays like this throughout his life. Let it go. <laughs> yes. yes. You lost the game. So yes. what? It wasn't off of one It wasn't off of one turnover. We lost because they no. lost. Tell your son to make the 10 layups he missed. <laughs> See, they never get that part, you no, know. No, exactly. They never so get I get that it. Part. No, I get it. I, I talk to all my referees. Hey, dude, don't even worry about it. I'm sorry, my parents are tripping. Don't even worry about it. And they're like, "All right, coach, thank you so much." I, no, I don't give you guys n- nothing. Even if you give me a bad play, like I mean, a really yeah. bad call at at a free throw line, and I'll just tell them to come over for a second. I'll say, "Hey, man, that was a terrible call. You know it. Come on, be real." And yeah. they'll tell me. I've had I've had refs tell me point blank. Okay, on a scale to one to a hundred, yes, that was in my. Top five worst plays today. Oh, okay. So you owe me one, right? Oh, come on, come on. Correct. I'm just telling you, you owe me one. That's really bad. And I, and I say it in a laughing manner, and I walk away. So yeah, I guess. Yes. Do you did you ever talk trash to a college player? Because you were a uh, trash talking fool playing. As an official or yes. as a player? No, as, a, an, as official. an official. Like, let's say you you call something, and they're just like, "Oh, come on, ref." You're blind. It's terrible. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so I'm going to knock on wood first. That hasn't happened to me, but it has happened to one of my partners, and I have said something in the line of, shut your ass up <laughs> to a player. I told him to shut his ass up, okay? <laughs> because he was one of those players that was instigated. He wanted every call, anything. It was going left in there. You know, he's throwing his hands in the air, making a spectacle of the sport. And showed up my partner, and the game was pretty heated. And I had to tell him, I'm like, look, man, you have to shut your young ass up. And we're going to play this game, right? So 
we moved on, but yeah, I got a, I got a reprimand for that. <laughs> now, cause you, yes. you talk trash all the time on the court, whether it was in an it's actual, a, it was fun, an actual league game or even just pickup. Like, did that, did that make your game better? Like, make people fear you? You think? Not fear me, but it gives me a false sense of security. Um, and that's all it is. It's just having fun playing games. If I can win a psychological war with you on any level, um, then I feel like I got the advantage. Because I remember uh, the ones that never trash. Just always say trash. Yeah. Of course. I mean, don't you love it? I prefer a game with a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of vigor to it, a little zest. <laughs> I don't mind. And if it, I, have I to just create remember that, it. I can create it. <laughs> Oh man, that was I'll, I'll say something. That was the that man that that was that was fun. It really was. So what? Let me ask you this, Coach. Now, now you're refing. Mm-hmm. So you play the game. Now you're refing. What besides refing? Obviously, college is the biggest elite. That's I mean, other than the NBA, you're you're high up there. I mean, what right. do you what do you prefer refing? High school, college, or youth? I prefer based up no money based on it. I prefer high school. Really? The there's something you know. Nobody's getting paid. The the gyms are packed to the rafters. The kids are having a great time, and I love that energy. Now maybe it's because I haven't had that type of game on the college level where the gym is packed and it's rocking left and right. Right. <laughs> I'm not that good yet. Okay. And I imagine I'm waiting for that day. I'm, I'm, I, oh my goodness, I can't wait. But for me, since I have had the experience on the high school level, I would say high school. That's my baby. Yes. Okay. There's something so pure about it. Yes. What do you miss about the game? Not playing. <sighs> Not playing. Uh, it was easier to make friends. So I made a, you know, a million friends playing basketball. Now I'm a grown man with a job and all this old boring stuff. Nah, it's almost impossible to make friends. <laughs> so having those relationships, keeping those relationships, because at the time, you know, all we did was play basketball. We didn't have any responsibility, so we saw each other every day, and it was a real bond, and, and I missed that. <clears throat> what did basketball teach you in life, outside of basketball? Outside of basketball? Yeah. What did it teach you? Uh, what did the game teach you? Hard work. I mean, even though I didn't get the message early, I got the message late, and I don't. I don't believe it's a race, and I got the message. It's all about hard work and being together. It's not you don't have to do everything by yourself. There's a reason that you have a team, almost a family, a mom and dad. Somebody can pitch in and help you out here. You can overcompensate for something over there, and it's really just a team effort. And basketball has taught me that. It taught me a million more things in life. Um, just just a million things, but those two really stand out to me. Okay. Now, your favorite player growing up, who was that? I know who it is, but I need you to tell him. Come on now, Michael. I mean, mean, this is just, I mean, anybody who's 30 and under and Michael Jordan's not their favorite player, I have to question it. I have to question it. Okay. I I already knew who it was. (laughs) Now, this is is another quick, fun question. Favorite Uh Jordan to rock, and I believe I know which one it is. Can I ask? For me, 
Wait, can I answer it? Go ahead. I might be wrong. Okay. But I believe and I remember somebody having the flu 12s, <laughs> playing in them, and then putting them on a pillow before he was going to bed. Yeah, yeah, that was me. <laughs> so what is your favorite yeah, Jordan shoe? The Jordan 12. Those and the Conquers, I have to say. Okay. I mean, the Conquers are classic, and those just came out, so maybe I'm a little biased because I just, <laughs> you know, they just came out or whatever, but yeah, those are mine. What about you? Ah, uh, the threes. OG threes. Black. The I got a favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love them. I, I, would go, I would go threes, elevens, then twelves. Okay. I got to throw in the fives because I love the fives. Okay. So those are my babies, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite move to do against a player? Favorite move is a post-up fade. Some kind of, some kind of post-up late in the game, late in the clock. Everybody's on you. Couple of dribbles. <laughs> give them something and give them the bucket. That's it. Game. Game. Yes. Piece of advice you would give any player listening. And parent. And parent. So you got to give two pieces of advice. Hard work doesn't end at practice. So a lot of players think, oh, I went to practice, so I'm good today. No, no, no. I need more from you. I need you to practice away from practice. Okay? And that means put in the work. Not lollygagging, not bull driving, just actually putting in some work. Having some fun, though. I mean, you get out there, you might think, oh, I don't want to do this again. But put some flair to it. Have some fun with it. And, that, yes, that's my advice. Just work hard. Work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, and practice away from practice. <clears throat> Love that. How about to parents? Parents. Mine is I don't. love it involved. I, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You go. No, 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 no. I want to hear yours first. I really do. Don't live your dream through your child. Okay. I hate that. Let it be their dream. Yeah. Let it be their love. I agree. The, the greatest thing well, I, I, I see is if I take my son to practice or to a skill training and you put in an hour or two of hard, hard work, and three hours go by, and he eats, or she eats, and you go look in the backyard, and they're out there shooting and getting after it again. That's what I'm talking about. That's when you know they're in the love for the game for themselves and not for you. Oh, my God. That must feel amazing. It's a great feeling. How about you? What, what, what advice you give to parents? Uh, be involved. Uh, yeah, that means go to the game, all of them. Don't be giving me one a week. Be involved. Be, you know, they, obviously your kids, you know, at a certain point where they, they love the game and they really want to be, a, you know, on a team or whatever, just be involved. Mom, keep that. Dad, record the game. <laughs> Something. Be involved. That's, what, that's, that's my advice. Okay. Okay. Now, if, if um, you were to leave this earth right now, basketball was non-existent. At all. Okay. Okay. What are three core values you're leaving behind? Three core values? Three core values in life. Be honest. That's the number one. We're going to start there. Uh, no one's perfect, but be honest. 
two, work hard. That, that, that's the theme of this podcast. If somebody takes something away from this um, interview where I'm mumbling over myself, trying to clean and <laughs> rambling on, work hard. That's two. Uh, three, I say never give up. I mean, there's there's some other great ones out there. I don't want to mention because then I'd be another long list. But I'll say never give up. Even if you, you know, you don't get it on the first track, as any, anybody hardly does. Anytime you do something for the first time, you rarely get it right, okay? So don't give up and just keep working no matter what it is. That's not even basketball. Like Andre was saying, that's anything in life. I like that. I like that. Now, where can people find you if they wanted to reach out people- to Cameo? Well, I'm on Instagram. That's the only uh, social media outlet I have. Uh, it's okay, King Young, it? actually. King Cam. King Cam. No, no, no. Go ahead. Say it again. <laughs> Keep talking over you. King Cam. <laughs> King Cam. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Still private. That's my logo. But, yeah, um, other than that, I just officiate. I'm in the Bay Area. Um, I actually post uh, some of my upcoming games on my on my um, Instagram sometimes. So if people want to come watch me officiate or my friends want to come out and boo me and stuff. It's all good. All right, man. Well, hey, it was a pleasure having you on the show, brother. Um, Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And you know what? Keep keep motivating, man, through through uh, through officiating. Yes, absolutely. And you know we have to link up, right? I mean, this is too perfect. You coach and I rep, so I'm, I, we have to do something. Absolutely. I'm going to get your team out here. We're going to get your team out here. We're going to run in, in one of, uh, a tournament in, in, in the Bay Area. Absolutely. Yes.